Hello and welcome to the Jewish Mother Me podcast. This is the podcast which ponders the question, Jewish mothers, should every home have one? My name's Angela Epstein. I'm Lynn Dover. I'm Naomi Lopian. We're recording this today on, it's been about 33 days since the terrorist organisation Hamas launched their brutal attack on Israel. And at this present time, there are about 240 people who are still held hostage. And we know 1,400 people died. And they've also unleashed untold misery on the people of Gaza as well. So given that this has been a source of great sorrow across the world, obviously we're coming at this as Jewish women, Jewish mothers, we've been talking about is it possible to enjoy the celebrations and lighter moments in life when things feel so dark? At the moment, because of the way things are in the world and because of all the conflicts that have been unleashed as a consequence of this brutal massacre, some people are not feeling that great, are they, about celebrating things? Well, I feel that at the moment, personally, I have a background feeling of dread all the time. And it doesn't go away and you go to bed at night and you wake up in the morning and it's still there. That's quite hard. But we all three of us attended a wedding last week and I was very much looking forward to it. And it was almost like somebody turned the music off that was too loud in the background just for a couple of hours. Things seemed normal and I had a fantastic time. Noms, when you were, you were also at this wedding, but we've also had other what we call simchas, the Hebrew word for, for joyous occasions that we've been privileged to be asked to. As you're putting on your nice dress and the lipstick and stuff, did you feel in any way that this was kind of thundering away in the background? Very much so. I think all of us have this heavy feeling that Lynn describes that lives with us. For me, it's a very physical feeling in my chest, a real heaviness. I found it really difficult to think about a wedding and I had to do some soul searching and I did some reading and I found something that gave me a lot of strength that was about Jewish continuity. I knew that it's important to have weddings and to carry on with bar mitzvahs because that is life, that is our light and those that are living must attach themselves to the living and to the living celebrations. But what I found was the importance of Jewish continuity and a wedding is that. It's our light, it's the new generation, it's the next generation, it's our hope. And it was actually really healing to be at this wedding, like Lynn said. We did do a prayer and they got it just right, that it was a very moving ceremony. And even in the midst of the ceremony, there was a blessing for the people in Israel, for the boys in Israel who are defending her and her people. And then we managed with that to find enormous joy. And it wasn't difficult at all. Somehow it was like something had been released. We saw the young couple and they were our light. Absolutely. I mean, I have, um, we all have friends and family in Israel. And one very particular friend, very close friend I've been friends with for years and years, she got in touch with me and she said, please send me pictures of the dresses. Now, this is somebody who has been running into an air raid shelter as the rockets have been firing because she wanted to find colour. She wanted to find light and she wanted to find diversion. But you don't have to wear a hair shirt. It's interesting, it reminded me of what something Lynn said earlier, uh, when people are unfortunate enough to be bereaved. In Judaism, we have what they call the shiver period, where there's seven days when you stay at home and have a kind of an official mourning period and, and people come to visit you and they do everything for you, bring you food, etc. And there's this feeling about, well, 
once you've finished Shiva, there are other aspects to the way the Jewish approach to mourning. But just technically, it's like, well, I've been in the house for a week now. What should I do? Does it feel right to go and do something or go and have a coffee with friends? There is a whole structure to the lightening of the mourning load during the year. Um, And there is a formula, but people interpret it each in their own way. And um, it's a very, very personal thing. And I think people's reaction to the history that is playing out at the moment is a very personal thing. You can't prescribe to everybody how they're going to feel and make them feel that way. And we all do things in slightly different ways. Personally, I don't feel like booking to go to the theatre at the moment or the cinema or anything like that I'll stay home but it doesn't stop me watching rubbish on Netflix so yeah does it so no, uh, not at all maybe that's the hypocrite in me I oh don't it's know. not it's not hypocritical though that's the whole point it's not hypocritical I mean is there anything that you have actually stopped yourself doing because you think gosh as we speak and it gives me a chill as we say this now there are over 240 people, including children and babies, somewhere secreted away, somewhere kidnapped by terrorists, as I said, who've unleashed horrors on all the people caught in this conflict. Have you, have you stopped yourself doing anything that you feel, oh, just, I can't be bothered going shopping or I can't be bothered going to whatever it is that you might do? I haven't needed to stop. I just haven't felt like it. Um, I haven't felt like doing the work that I do. What, slowly... what sort of work? <laughs> Yeah, my, my emails about Holocaust education, it's been really difficult because I asked myself the question, has it made any difference well, look, with, actually, with the anti-Semitism today? Sorry, go No, on. no, I, was, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to interject and say we're recording this on the 85th anniversary of Kristallnacht, which was in English, it's the... Breaking of Glass. Night, so it's the yeah. Night of the Broken, Broken Glass, in which a, a horrendous pogrom was unleashed on Germany, shops were destroyed, people were killed, and the authorities seemed to look elsewhere as, as this happened. And uh, like you say, we're recording this at a time when there is massive unrest and it, it has gone beyond what started as a an event that was triggered by a terrorist organisation and it's had all sorts of political ramifications. But essentially what we're talking about here is it's created a feeling of unhappiness, unrest, insecurity. And like you say, especially as somebody who's the daughter of, of survivors, we don't expect to be here. But equally, I'm wondering, as the daughter of survivors, finding the light in the darkness, is that all the more important? Very much so. I think you've hit the nail on the head. I feel it's my duty to be a light and to shine a light, particularly for my immediate family, but also when I go out and beyond to continue that and also to show some sort of strength. So even though I feel that, I will not necessarily say that. I will say we have to be strong and we have to be courageous. And I say because we have suffered, unfortunately, besides the Holocaust, which I'm a direct descendant of, we have suffered persecutions in the past. We have this strength and resilience in us. And even though there are days and hours where I don't feel it, the words speak to me and I have to believe it. And I feel that the beauty of us as Jewish mothers and of us as a people is that we are a small people and therefore we know of each other and we connect and we understand. And I say it's uh, one people with one heartbeat. And that's very important to feel that we are united. So actually this to go back to celebrations or being together, particularly at weddings or 
bar and bat mitzvahs is actually a tonic for the soul because you feel cushioned by people who understand your suffering. You're being victimised. We're not victims, but being victimised yet again. I think one of the things that struck me in times of darkness, we often say Jewish mothers should every home have one. So I'm almost wanting to Jewish mother the world at the moment. How do you feel we can kind of export the feelings of the classic Jewish mother to help people feel warmer or cosier or just feel a bit more connected and less alone and vulnerable? I think the time of year, it being dark and miserable outside, especially in Manchester where it rains quite a lot, you feel that the winter nights are drawing in. You want to make yourself cosy and warm and surround yourself with people who you know and love and your children who are far away, as mine are, you want to just connect with to them all the time and you want them under your roof and you want to be feeding them and chatting to them and having a laugh and unfortunately because they're so far away you can't do that but I also and this is nothing to do with the current situation feel blessed that we're born at a time when we can connect and communicate with people near and far. That's quite an important lesson though isn't it because I was thinking one of the classic things about the Jewish mother character I mean, there's all the, the jokes about she'll feed you till you are ill. She will smother you with love and you can't breathe. Her ambition for you knows no boundaries. Um, she will always want to find a place for you at the table, find a place for you in her home and in her heart. And I'm wondering how we can extend that out to people now and suggestions we can make to people, not necessarily Jewish, whoever they are, who feel they need a bit of Jewish mothering, things that we can be doing or what you, our dear listeners, can be doing and us to make people feel that they are being mothered or connected. I think part of our routine as religious Jewish women is that we have a Friday night dinner and um, even if our family isn't in the city we'll have people round the table we'll have hopefully good food and a nice amount of alcohol and we'll switch off our phones because that's another thing that we need to do is that the news at the moment has been so unrelentingly bad for such a long time we need to just switch off and draw our near ones close and just talk about other stuff for a brief periods to give our heads a rest. What about you, Noms? How would you sort of feel about extending that Jewish mother feeling to people that may be feeling alone or disconnected or just, you know, something that they can do to make themselves feel better in dark times, be it because of the geopolitical situation or because there are dark times? How do they find light? I think how you've described a Jewish mother, even though she smothers and, and has high expectations, that she's very giving and ultimately she's kind. And I always say kindness is actually a superpower. And we've seen that displayed very much now in Israel where people have started to do charitable stuff and here a lot of people are sending food and, and toiletries and all sorts wanting to help. But just supporting each other, texting each other more, being there. I felt at that wedding... I just felt that everybody was kind, that people just understood each other and wanted to be kind. There was no, you know, sometimes you can tease each other a bit too much, not unkind, but there was just like this, it was like chocolate that had melted and that was enveloped this smooth sort of galaxy. And that's what we have to continue to do. Um, it's just very, very important. And it's a 
huge healing factor this being together but you don't just need to do it like that people who've got a good sense of humor like you Ange and Lynn you can do it humorously you can do it any odd way that you're talented with Lynn is an amazing cook Angela's an amazing Angela's journalist not an amazing cook uh, and can do beautiful <laughs> writings can, uh, annoy me and I just use happens to be a, to do both I read a, them and eat them and, yeah happens to be a qualified doctor and now a holocaust educator I think another thing that's important is that everybody's experience of this is slightly different and we're all very anxious to share our experiences so listening to other people is also very important mm. at the moment pausing and listening to their story and you're given time to expand on your experiences i just think listening is very very important at this time because we want to share our experiences and compare our experiences i think that's very true yeah i want to mention at this point my friend in berlin nini who I grew up with in Germany, in Munich, but she's moved to Berlin. She's a GP. And since the October the 7th massacre, she has texted me morning and evening, and she's a busy GP with home visits. And she's also stood vigil at a synagogue so that prayers could take place in Berlin and formed a group so that the Jewish people inside would feel safe and supported. She's not Jewish. And this sort of warmth, this sort of reaching out to the Jewish communities, to Jewish friends, means so much at this time, particularly when I found a book in my mum's flat that said, Germany without Jews. And it made me think about the world without Jews because the hate that we see that Lynn mentioned, Nandra, is just so relentless. So we have to find ways which a Jewish mother naturally has to smother that and give out that warmth in the ways that we know. I was just going to add this, really. We talk, obviously, relentlessly about the Jewish mother. And I think that at times like this, or at any time that people have dark moments in their lives, we're reminded of our humanity and our mortality. And we need to almost be Jewish mothers to other people, a.k.a. just be, you know, warm and wise and loving and connected with other people. So get in touch with the person that you've not heard from, in ages. This sounds a bit woolly and a, a bit kind of do-goody, but it is actually remarkable when you get a random text from somebody who just says, oh, I was thinking about you the other day because I saw a pair of blue socks in the window at Marks and Spencer's and you always used to get your blue socks there or whatever. It's the feeling of connectivity. And I also think what Lynn said is extremely important. I, we have a separate podcast on this. You can go and look it up if you'd like, but um, about the importance of Friday night dinner. You don't have to be Jewish and you don't have to do it on a Friday night. Do it on a Wednesday night. Switch off the phone, switch off the computer, put a pot of something warm and tasty on the stove, pour yourself a glass of something cheeky, have a couple of people around who you just want to chew over the week with. It doesn't have to be a long do and it doesn't have to be a formal do. And just feel those those skeins of connectivity between each other. Lock out the world for a bit because there is nothing that can be feel any greater than than the warmth of human comfort and i think that at the heart of uh, of being a jewish mother is so important one of the things i miss about my late mum is that she was one of the very few people on the planet who always sounded pleased to hear from me <laughs> so it didn't matter when i was phoning or what i was doing uh, or what she was doing and um she'd go oh 
hello, Angie.、Oh. And that was always very nice. And I have tried to do that with my children repeatedly, even if one of them is ringing for the 14th time over something and it's really not convenient. And also, my mother didn't do this in the background, which is the tap of the computer. But also, I think to make friends feel important、mm. when they ring you up or you ring them up, just make f- people feel. Special and important to you, even if they're not. She's just put, I'm put contorting my faces, and Linda's probably looking at me thinking, Why is she contorting? Because I'm exactly that person. When my kids ring me, they can tell I'm on, I'm on my phone. Are you starting to email again? After a minute, I、yeah. go off and look at my texts and my emails. I've gone impossible. And of course, they notice because then they start saying cloud, woolly, blah, blah. And I say, Oh, what did you say? And they go, Yeah, we're not, you're not listening, mum. So I think you've said something lovely about your mum, that welcome. And my mother in law had this. You would never know if she felt ill or unwell or what happened in her life. She had this wonderful, enthusiastic voice for everybody that rang. And you've just reminded me. I must, I must do that because、yeah. it is such a wonderful、it's, welcome and warmth. You feel straight away wanted and loved, and it's such an easy thing to do. Yeah, I'm very guilty of not doing it. It is、all. a really easy thing to do. <laughs> so thank to you. To just say, oh, hello. Hi, I'm really sorry, but I'm just watching the grass grow and I can't speak at the moment. But it's just that, it's that empathy, I think,、yeah. which is at the heart of the Jewish mother. Don't you think so? I think, I, I also think that. Oh, the realist is coming steaming no, no, in now. No, 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 no. What I was going <laughs> to say is you often think, oh, I should ring that person. And then you forget about it. Yeah, and a week、well. goes by. And it's really important at the moment. And if you want to do something or a little kindness or a mitzvah, as we call it,、uh, a good deed, you do it. You don't put it off because these things, if you're anything like me, you think,、oh, I must do that. And then you'll go off and do something else. And then we are remembered in small ways or unfortunately in very large, crashing, brutal, horrific ways that life is short. And I just think one of the things about the Jewish mother, and maybe this is one of the things to take away, is when you see somebody, is to say something nice about the other person. Just my mum was very much like that. She would see somebody and she'd go, Hello, love. You look nice. Oh, you look a bit worried. Is everything all right? And I know we're only human and we can't be full time goody goodies. But I think now when we're trying to find the light in the darkness, this is one of the ways to shine a light into、Your、those dark corners. You're one of the most genuinely decent and nice people. Um, and it came naturally to her, but it doesn't always come naturally. No,、And、it you've doesn't. You've got to try and, if you possibly can,、yeah. make yourself think like that. Absolutely. You can learn to be nice as well. So we hope that this fairly short podcast has given you some food for thought. We often end with bits of takeaway wisdom. I'm wondering, trawling through our back catalogue of well known phrases, If there was anything, if not a phrase or just a piece of advice or something that you took from a Jewish mother that you knew or grandmother that might offer something to cling on to as a little bit of a life raft well, in this stormy world. I'm thinking back to our last episode where Devorah Kay finished off with saying, You've got this. And that's saying to somebody else, you can do it. Yes, and you can find that podcast, which is the one before this、uh, in our series, on our current series, series sorry three. Sorry if, if that seemed like a shameless plug, but there we are. No. <laughs> and I think what you've both said is listen to, listen to people and also be there for each other. I think to be there for each other and to listen is 
is life affirming mm. and gives us is a true light because we know we are you know we're cared for as it were it feels cared for and that's the ultimate act of kindness for any little bit i always say to my students a little smile a little wink whatever is your ability or capability believe me when i say it's a superpower that little smile has a huge effect to the other person it does radiate out a light my mother used to say you can't build your happiness on somebody else's misery so be aware of consequences we can't always do it we often don't do it i include myself very much front and center of this words have consequences actions have consequences and decisions have consequences and um, i just think at the moment now more than ever we have to look at reasons to find the good rather than the bad and somehow just connect with people take round a bowl of soup or invite them round for a bit of spag ball and watching telly together or whatever but don't forget the chain of humanity that links us all together on this currently very battered and beleaguered planet wouldn't you say very much so okay (laughs) we're going to end on this mellow note because there's various dinners to be cooked and work to be done and things to be written and keyboards to be tapped (laughs) so you have been listening to the jewish mother me podcast my name's angela epstein i'm lynn dover i'm naomi lopia and you can find us all over the place on Spotify, Instagram, Apple, all those different platforms and on Facebook and our carefully curated Instagram page where Lynn will very much happily receive any ideas, won't you? Or suggestions or subjects you might want us to cover or talk about. And just remember, we want to hear from everybody over the Jewish Mother Me podcast. And thanks to Phil Salter who brought you Jewish Mother Me on behalf of Northern Air Productions. Until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.